Hello and welcome to Starter Set. My name is Ed Sylvester. My name is Sam Bradley. And welcome to the show that takes you deeper into the pages of Dungeons and Dragons. This week, after our little explore into how to fit uh, all of the collective races from the Wizards of the Coast into your homebrew world, me and Sam, we've been cooking up a storm. Homebrewing, if you will. Exactly. That was my uh, that was my metaphor. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, we'll continue our homebrew heroes. Um, alliteration is our forte, by the way. Homebrew heroes oeuvre. Let's call it that. As I like that. Thanks. It's actually French for egg, but also means collection of works. Because you <laughs> collect eggs? Could be. My mouth worked faster than my brain there. Eggs collect. Collection. Anyway. Yeah, excellent. All right. So, um, homebrew heroes. So, what we're going to do for the next few episodes, um, we've been working hard to bring you some homebrew races. I have the pleasure of drawing first blood with something that is probably closer to what everybody can kind of relate to in simians. Ooh, they seem to say. Thank you very much. Um, so, simians. Most of you have probably gathered already. We're talking monkey people, right? Or ape mm-hmm. people. It's a nice, easy trope to go down, especially from a point of if you're starting your own, um, if you're trying to do this yourselves, just think of something that you already kind of have points of reference. So in this front, I've obviously got, um, when designing this, we had things like Planet of the Apes, um, Gorilla Grodd to draw from, from um, uh, DC. the DC, thank you, um, and various other bits and bobs, right? So what I've done from there is we've gone down this and... We've got this culture of ape people who are hyper-secretive, hyper-intelligent, but they're obsessed with their own internal social standing. Okay? Okay, I'm with you so far. Now, what this means is, so first of all, let's go into the hyper-intelligence and how that works. Okay? So, the idea is, um, it's a little bit of that Wakanda vibe, right? It's a, it's a species, and this is where it kind of leans the thing to the secrecy kind of point of view of... I don't want to use the word word evolved because that kind of Im- implies something else. I didn't go into the creation of it. I've just gone, yep, these things exist in your world, blah, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the point is, is they're so intelligent that they've kind of got to an area where, yeah, do you know what? We'll keep to ourselves because we're a bit smarter than everybody else. We are wise enough, brackets wise enough because usually the people who say that to make our own you know weapons and technologically advanced things usually those guys who say that maybe not necessarily and we'll see how that actually reflects within the uh within the stats and where you get your bonuses within the um the traits section as we go into that so culturally now this is quite interesting all i've done here is i've gone let's look at what exists in our world now for that obviously i can just go and look to how uh, primate cultures exist right so you mm-hmm. go to monkeys you go to chimps what's it all about 
answer. It's all about the alpha male and alpha female. Yeah. Okay. Silverbacks. Exactly. Silverbacks, <laughs> um, head chimp, whatever it is. Uh, they're, they're always gathered in these, these, these troops or small collections of individuals. And that's another way that you'll find, find simians as far as this sort of goes within the world is not a huge amount of them. Maybe like a collection of maximum 100 kind of guys. But um, mm-hmm. we're talking, they're always trying to outdo each other socially. Now, historically, the way yeah. they used to do this is through kicking off and fighting. Okay? Mm-hmm. But throughout the ages, they've gone, do you know what? Instead of just punching the crap out of each other until one of us actually dies, this is probably a bad way to, one, select a leader, but also to continue on our, yeah, you know... Because it opens you up to, like, let's say that you did kick the king's ass. Yeah. And now you're king, but that guy is still out there and he's pissed off and he's coming for you in the night. So that's probably not conducive to a productive working environment. Exactly. So the way that this has transformed over the years is instead of, um, and this is quite nice a part to role play into this as well. So instead of it being about I'm the top dog because I beat up that guy. It's, I'm the top dog because I challenged him to a game or a contest, and I won. Okay? Makes sense. A bit more evolved. I see Exactly. That. So, the nice thing is, and the way that this operates, um, is there is a point of, you play to your strengths. So, instead of, right, let's have a fight, it's, okay, I'm strong. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you to an arm wrestle. Ooh, for the or, kingdom. That seems that's high stakes. It is high stakes. Um, or I'm m- massively intelligent. I'm gonna we're gonna play uh, monkey drafts because that's what or they riddles. have. Yeah, or oh, riddles. Yeah, or riddles. I'm gonna race you up that tree. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what this does is it still gives you that point of who's the best at whatever mm-hmm. they do, but pushes it forwards without right just kick the crap out of each other because ultimately you're going to weaken the tribe and the collective and the commune which is the Mm -hmm. other side of the social standing okay so yes it's about that hierarchy who's the best it's constantly changing and for a point where us as a third party looking in would be like this is confusing how the hell do you guys get anything done yeah should there be an external threat or something else outside of the commune, that's when you see a collection and a collective come together, right? Against an ex- exterior threat. So the idea at that point is all of your feuds, all of your um, angling, or whatever you're trying to do is put to the side for the greater good. Now I see, I think that when you see a lot of uh, other races and they say, oh, they're hyper-intelligent, you usually just, it, it's only played out as you get a boost to your wisdom or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think this and having it as something that's established as law, something that you kind of have to role-play in at some point, you know, it'll likely be part of your backstory if you're going to play one of these characters, that actually makes more sense than any kind of dex boost you could get it's any kind of it's just more uh, more evolved it just makes more sense yeah exactly um now obviously i've mentioned that game playing and how that can operate this is mm-hmm. also nice from a point of actually role playing okay 
Okay. So you're a, you are a simian adventurer. Now, for whatever reason, maybe you've gone away for the good of the of the commune. They've gone. Yep, mm. you need to go and find. We we're, some people are go, falling sick. You've got to go and find X, or the other side point, which is basically the coverall for everybody else. Maybe you don't have a position within the social standing. Wherever you are, whatever you've done, there's some way that currently, as that simian, you're going. I just don't quite have a position and rather than being collectively you know shunned it's more from an internal point of view of i don't feel a sense of belonging here mm -hmm. so you get those itchy feet you get that wanderlust and go i'm gonna go find my place out in the world which i've yeah okay i like that yeah which is once again i've pulled from actual primate behavior so mm -hmm. there are points where a <clears throat> Um, maybe a male who has challenged the uh, the grey the silverback right has failed in that challenge or is never ever going to be able to get to that point right is gone. Mm -hmm. Do you know what? In this tribe, I will never be able to. I can't. I can't deadlift that much. No matter how much I train, I can't deadlift that much. So I'm going to go and go to another gym and train over there. And that's where. And then I'll make my own tribe over here. Okay, I like that. I so, really like that. So that's the external influencing this this race. Now, <clears throat> when you're out and you're adventuring, and the way that you're going to sort of ultimately build your second family, which undoubtedly will be potentially your adventuring group, a party or, of plucky underdogs, exactly, um, or you know your means to an end to, for the greater good of the commune. Uh, we've basically generated a full table of favorite games. Oh, okay. Cool. Okay. So this is the thing that you know you'll you'll be sitting there you'll you'll have your downtime and you'll go okay all right I'm going to challenge the rogue to mm. uh, to a, a game of chess or race up the next tree. Like that. And then you've got or this a wrestling point. match with a barbarian. Exactly, which is quite a nice way to do it because if you if you play it properly and you memorize where you see yourself. Mm-hmm. In the social standing of the group. Yeah. You may be a bit more... Let's say the rogue does beat you. The next idea that the rogue suggests, you're going to go, yeah, that's a great idea. But conversely, mm -hmm. if you beat the big, strong barbarian in a wrestling match, you're like, well, I'm hot shit now. We're going in. No, we're not going in. No, we're going in. Don't you understand? No, we're not fucking... Hang on. We're not going in. Boom, you get attacked. Yeah. Something happens in that moment. Exactly. I like that a lot. That lends itself to some really nice interactions between you and the group. Yeah, so that's that's why we've put that in there because it's a it's a mechanic that encourages the role playing, which are which you know I'm all about and I always enjoy those things. Um, it's mm -hmm. like the two two dice rolls for the divination wizard. That mechanic is off the chain and I love it. Um, so that's how they might fit in culturally into a game uh, and also mm -hmm. into an adventuring party. Let's talk Ed, about how do they work? Thank you very much, Sam. Um, so the <laughs> traits. So we've got two sub races within here, um, which we'll go into sort of at the back end. But to begin with, um, we're going to reflect that superior intelligence with an intelligence score increased by two. It's quite that's big. pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So that's the that's their big one. Um, mature uh, thirteen to fifteen with a lifespan of fifty to sixty years. Once again, that's reflective of uh, gorillas mm -hmm. out in the wilds. 
Um, size, now this is quite interesting. So stand between six to seven and a half feet high. However, they tend to have a stooping posture, which obviously is part of that. So they tend to appear around the five feet. However, they are chunky, chunky guys or gals uh, coming in at about 200 pounds. Base speed of 30 feet. Do they feet. walk? Yeah, do they walk on their hands and they do that monkey walk? Or what are we doing here? <clears throat> I think that is flavor. Okay. And I'll, and I'll tell I you see. I'll tell you how we get to that flavor with the um, what what am I talking about here the sub races yeah. um, so you get a basic dark vision not as good as everything else uh, within the world um, which is basically a limited point so instead of the dim light with 60 feet you've got dim light with 30 mm -hmm. now we start getting into the little bit more interesting things natural balance right? So you're proficient in acrobatics and only spend five feet of movement instead of half when standing from prone. That's good. Yeah, so makes sense. Makes sense. That's linking in with the sort of uh, I've got potentially four hands or four feet or however you want to see it. You know, you're, it's part of the physiology. Four feet. Would you rather have four hands or four feet? Well, uh, uh, four feet, obviously. No, four hands, not four feet. Four hands. <laughs> what the hell? Trying to drink a beer with <laughs> trying to drink a beer with four feet is very difficult. Trying to drive, trying to brush your teeth. Oh, that's the worst one. Why are you kicking yourself in the face? <laughs> I'm not. I just care about feelings. <laughs> now this one, um, I really enjoy. So this is inspirational mind. So this is taking that. Okay hyper intelligent maybe takes time to mull over the problem from a point of view um, so during a long rest you can ponder over a problem you're tr currently trying to overcome at the end you can roll an intelligence check with advantage adding your proficiency modifier now your dm you have to work with your dm on this one will set mm -hmm. uh, the dc depending on how complex the problem you're <coughs> thinking on is should the check be successful, your DM can then give you guidance on a potential way to overcome the specified problem. Now, much like some of those spells where you have the ability to see into the future, like uh, Augury or... Augury, yeah. Um, there are other ones. Um, this is all based on your current character knowledge, okay? Because if you're, uh, if you're thinking okay. about a problem, you can't just create you know create other bits of information so for your dm to then relate that is more this is the knowledge you know you're going to meditate on it and just think about it mm. also a really nice way should you need it because sometimes we we've all been there right where a story is paused it's taking a bit of a time the party are having a bit of a problem trying to figure this out your simian character can go just give me a moment and well i'll do you know what i'm going to sleep on it and then in the morning boom lovely stuff and this could be something that maybe your party doesn't know about to start with yeah and that could be nice like god how do we do this who is that how are we gonna i'm going to bed wait what just <laughs> i'm going to bed yep nice and um, he, he hangs upside down and then he wakes up and he goes the man with the purple cape he was at the beginning wasn't he so we should go and stab him done <laughs> I'm going to bed again yeah and, and that's me done for 8 hours see you guys in the morning again <laughs> um, long rest long rest long rest so yeah so very useful for pushing sto stories forwards uh, next up we have a simian combat style so you're proficient with mauls holberds javelins and blowguns 
Makes um, sense. <clears throat> languages. Now this is what I quite like. So you can speak, you get common because you need it basically. And Simeon. So Simeon is a comprehensive language communicated through a series of hand gestures and facial expressions. Like that. You can Excellent see, for stealth attacks. Yes. Only if the other person can speak Simeon, obviously. Oh shit, yeah, I didn't think of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's one guy on the other side of the field with a book just, oh fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> what does two claps mean? I don't know. <laughs> so once again, this is where I've gone and pulled from uh, real life to influence the internal game. We've obviously seen um, many monkeys and the way that they communicate is a lot to do with their facial expressions. We know that smiling is sort of actually mm -hmm. a, a danger element and there's that um, we've seen even you know them being taught to communicate using sign language mm -hmm. and that brings us to the everything that simians get now we get into the sub races and this is where we talk about Ooh. the your flavors right okay what's your flavor S tell me what's your flavor what's your uh, flavor oh craig david very nice that's a craig david reference so yeah so number one we have grayback simians Okay, okay, now this is obviously influenced by those larger primates, your baboons, gorillas, um, you know, a bit stockier from that front. So, as well as your intelligence modifier getting increased by two, your strength is also increased by two. Useful. Nice, well-rounded. Yeah, so it's it's quite a big boost, um, which means that the secondary uh, ability from there, just to give it a bit of leveling point, uh, is ape hands, right? So, okay. due to your physio physiology, just because you're naturally stronger and built a little bit from that front, uh, you've got advantage on athletics checks when climbing. Mm -hmm. And then, similar to that of Tabaxi, um, they can use their fists as natural weapons. So, Tabaxi obviously can use their claws. Mm -hmm. These guys are just going to be punching. So, it's almost exactly the same. Instead of slashing damage, it's bludgeoning because it's fists. Okay. So that's your greybacks. And this is where we're talking about that flavor element. So these guys might, you know, walk with, with four hands uh, at some point, the hunched over mm -hmm. front. Um, I was imagining these points as number one, fantastic, um, what are they called? Eldritch Knights, fighters. Because mm. you've got that intelligence boost and that strength boost. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, you've also got the potential for these guys to be very nice and very tasty artificers using that yeah, whole... Yeah, how are they with magic? Just as a as a side note. Well, <clears throat> I wouldn't say... So there is an element in there in, within the document. So they are magically talented, but I think primarily this is around the creation of things. So, you know, right. similar to the way that dwarves are very good at forging and things like that, I would think that you're kind of blending the way that gnomes approach stuff. Clockworks, tinkering, items that do stuff, and the way that dwarves do stuff, which is obviously imbuing things with magic and kind of meeting them in the middle. Okay. So, yeah, I like that. The hyper intelligence is used for items that will make the commune safer or more comfortable. Oh, so they're not, they're not really pursuing it for pursuing its sake or for power innate like wizards, I guess. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, shit, I wish we could keep these these outsiders out. Well, fuck it, give me a day and I'll see what I can do. 
well, we have this thing, and because we're super smart, we see beyond the the natural constraints of our usual environment to create a magical force field. Exactly. Or a stick that when you hit someone, they forget what they're doing. Yeah, wonderful. So I suppose you, that's any stick if you do it hard enough. It's a it's a modified memory stick. It's a modified baseball bat. Just funk. <laughs> oh. um, yeah. So that's the approach on there. So then we've got long tail simians. Okay. So these guys are your tamarins, your macaques, your capuchin monkeys. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the the much more agile can run around, scramble up trees, have a prehensile tail, um, which is remarkably one of their abilities. First of all, they get a dexterity score increased by one. Okay. Uh-huh. Now, a prehensile tail, long tail simians have an added advantage in that their tails can hold items and interact with basic mechanisms, even going as far to wield weapons. Whoa. Okay, so <clears throat> admittedly this this is potentially dangerous, so there is a, a few caveats to balance things out a little bit. Now, obviously, okay. the way that we see these guys and a nice leaning that you can immediately go into is arcane trickster rogues. The way that this works for the prehensile tail, so you can wield any weapons with your prehensile tail if it has the light property. Now, when a weapon Mm -hmm. is wielded in this way, it is considered to be held in your off hand with all rules applying as such. And that's the trade-off. There's the limitation, right? Right, okay. Okay, because yes, there is a theoretical build where you're sitting there with a shield a scimitar in the other hand and then mm-hmm. round the back you've also got a dagger or another scimitar but you can control that a little bit better because you can control that damage output so it's not going to mm-hmm. be so massive still tasty still fun but more importantly i think people yeah. will enjoy using the prehensile tail to do things like pickpocket people or definitely you know what i mean or slowly but surely drag the pints away from the barbarian to stop him getting too drunk and starting that fight again <laughs> um yeah so that's so that is simians as a document and as a race ladies and gentlemen now before we like it a lot thanks so we're going to return to our when we first looked at races and we've always done this and we'll do a sam's character box but yes with all of these races that we're going to go in in over the next four to five to six weeks um part of starter set and what we want to do and going forwards and to make this show more successful is we're going to make this available for you guys as listeners to purchase these pdfs right so we we've we've done this as a as a as a nice shiny document and there's artwork and full rules explanations and all those kinds of things we're not doing it per episode we're going to do it all as a big batch launch once we've gone through all of these so you can sit there and you can mellow about your own simian or your own insert x because i'm not going to do any spoilers but there's some fun stuff coming okay so you're a salesman eduardo uh sure i'm just a talker man anyway sam let's open your character box yeah is there a jingle there's never been a jingle we haven't had a jingle for this one (sighs) i can make one Look in the box. It's a magical box. It's full of characters and some clothes as well. Sam's character box. No. Nice. Toys R Us aren't in business anymore, so they can't sue us over that. <laughs> right. <laughs> in the box. 
So, leaning on their love of the arcane and also their social standing criteria as well. What if there was a simian who was a bit light-fingered and had more than a wandering eye for cool stuff? And after failing two or three times to raise his or her standing within the community, he went, right, I know what I can do to prove myself. I will bring something back that's even better than the stuff we've made here, we've got here. I'm going to go into the world and I'm going to find something, something magical. Now, what this gives you is a sort of nice reason to hang about. Oh, they're adventurers. They're going to come into contact with some cool stuff. I'll hang with them. Or maybe even they've got cool stuff that I can rob. Tension. But also, there's always that risk that they're going to run off with something. You know, the wizard asks you, go and retrieve the... 12-sided decahedron of power from, you know, the druid. Okay, but keep an eye on him or her because if you find it, they might run off with it. We don't know. We don't know where their allegiances lie. You yeah. see that? Or maybe they're just super, super thiefy tricksy and they've set their eye on something and oh, they can't do it alone. So they hire two to three, depending on the skill of your DM, plucky adventurers to help them with their quest for purpose. And it also gives you a nice out point. Cool, I found my thing. Do you want to come and see where I live? Yeah. Because I'm going there to deliver this, whatever it is, this trinket. That's a very, you've got a very Pixar film there. You've got this, you know what I mean? You know what I mean by this? Yeah. Where yeah. somebody joins a collection of people because they, because they want to screw those people over, but through trials and tribulations... They're all friends at the end, but there's a, a point. family picture. Yeah, exactly. But there's always a point where it's revealed that that person was going to be a dick and screw it over. And then they go, I can't believe you were going to do that, Simon oh, the, the Simeon. Uh, the saber-toothed cat from fucking Ice Age, the first one. Yes. I don't know how many there are now. Him. Yeah. Mandeville? Mandible. Di- no, he's the other guy. Diego. Diego. Yeah. Mandeville. <laughs> You're thinking of uh, Manfred, who is the... the He's the um, sloth. No, that is Sid. Ah, uh, no, the fucking elephant, mammoth. That's, that's Ray Romano, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the character box. Character box. Perfect. Thanks, Sam. Appreciate that one. Okay, let's bring the show to a close. Uh, mm-hmm. As always, you very much have been our listeners. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed this new show and you find at least what we're talking about in this one a modicum of interest because we've put our own personal sweat, blood and tears into these bad boys. So deal with that and feel guilty. Uh, if you have enjoyed the show, do uh, share it around between friends and loved ones. As always, we have been Starter Set. You have been our listeners. Roll well and we will see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh no, hang on. I'm going to say it in Simeon. Oh, they can't see it, can they? That falls down. Bye.